The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and the Bills went down hard (laughs) in the Coliseum at Oakland's Black Hole. What an epic game. That and more here on show 478. Well, before I get into this contest, let me just say this. I love this story. Cam the Ham Newton gets benched for not wearing a tie on the plane. That's company policy, folks. The coach makes the rules. The players do the rules. But Cam, with his fashion sweater, was not willing to wear a tie. Thus, he got benched. This guy is no team player. What a buffoon. I am so happy we don't have this knucklehead on our team. Faux show. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post game for the Bills. Yeah, the Bills did not get paid. <laughs> you know what happens when the Bills don't get paid? They turn the lights out. That's what happens. And that's what happened in the Coliseum. What a game. I'm telling you, I'm going to have a heart attack. Then, of course, we have to have the pregame for the condiments. That's right, the Chiefs, the uh, yellow mustard, the mayonnaise, and, of course, the ketchup. The Raiders are going to their house. It's going to be cold, but it's going to be very cold for the Chiefs afterwards. That's what I'm saying. That and the bone line should wrap up for the show. I'm telling you, this team is blowing my mind. Let's go, 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 They give it to Murray coming right. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Raiders. Another rushing touchdown for Latavius Murray. On a beautiful Sunday, the sun was shining, the Raiders' tailgates were off the chain, the Coliseum was electric in the parking lot, 
it just gets better and better. I got to tell you this for sure. The fans, we were ready for this contest. Boy, oh boy. I don't know if I was. I got to bring some extra Toms and blood pressure medicine because these guys, I'm, I'm going to call them the defibrillator Raiders from now on because I need a defibrillator after one of these games. You know, thank goodness for Janikowski making his first three field goals because the, the score of nine which was closely followed by a 24-9 to in the third quarter. The Raider Nation was stressing. I'm going to tell you, not hard, but we were stressing. Buffalo comes out and just blows the game open. And it was not quiet. It was dead quiet. I mean, you could hear a mouse in the back edge of the Coliseum because Buffalo really took control of that game. And it looked like not only were they going to win the game, they were going to smash the Raiders because the Raiders were flat. And it's not for me to say they were flat. It's obvious. NFL Network, ESPN, Fox, how the Raiders just weren't emotionally checked in for that game coming out of the tunnel. Defense struggled with the run. I mean, Shady McCoy was all over the place. And, of course, their quarterback was making it happen uh, with Sammy Watkins. It looked bleak, <laughs> to say the very least, with a, with a drop from Crabtree. And, of course, Seth Roberts, we missed on two opportunities for touchdowns. You know, this team should have been 21 uh, points all the way up to that third quarter. However, that's not what happened, as you know. That was the most fun, the most excitement I've had in that Coliseum in over a decade. It was epic. Everything that needed to happen happened when the Raiders had their back up against the wall. The Raiders, in the fourth quarter, once again... With their car insurance in hand, blow out the Bills to their dismay. Let me just say, the score <laughs> was insane at the end. I mean, really? <laughs> can't even believe it. 38-24, to 24, final score. The Raiders throw up 18 points in the final quarter. Unanswered points. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Derek Carr is our guest. I thought what was interesting, after they scored to go up 24-9, uh, the Coliseum didn't go to a hush quiet, but you could tell there was a sense of urgency. So let's begin on these 29 an unanswered points and the fact that you were in the shotgun, as we talked about. You were going to start attacking downfield. The Crabtree touchdown, Latavius, Amari. When that all started coming together, you had the tempo back. It was explosive downfield. What did you see when you went four wide? And what was the big adjustment in the second half? Because Buffalo seemed to have you guys pinched in. They had the perfect uh, defensive game plan in the first half. How were you able to expose it midway through the third quarter and on? You know, in the first half, we felt that, you know, we had obviously nine points, but we felt that <clears throat> very easily we could have had, you know, 17, 20, 21 points, you know. You know, that's just, you know, the way the game was going for us is, you know, we were, you know, we were making mistakes. We weren't, you know, clicking like we usually do. We had too many penalties, um, you know, that, that brought big plays back and things like that. So uh, we still believed and knew that we could move the ball. Um, we were moving the ball. We just were settling for field goals. So uh, we knew it would just be big to us to, you know, make sure that we finished with touchdowns. So, uh, the, really, our mindset was the same, but we just knew that hey, when we get down there, man, we gotta we gotta punch down. So, I think that that's really where you know I think we you know made the biggest difference was in the red zone. You know, and uh, you know obviously Coop's big play helped, but I think in the red zone uh, was where we really made the biggest stride on offense in the second half. I don't know about this team. I just know that we can play better and more consistent, but somehow, some way, somewhere, 
This team has no give up in it at all, period. This is a highlight team with big plays, monster plays at the right time. They are turning into Captain Comeback. And again, as we continue to talk about this over the weeks, that's not good. You don't want to be in all these tight games because eventually you're going to lose one of the games. Uh, Derek Carr is the first player in NFL history with five game-winning touchdown passes in the fourth quarter or overtime in a single season. Are you kidding me? Not Brett Favre. We're not talking about Peyton Manning. We're not talking about Tom Brady. So this is why I believe that Derek Carr is now in first place, which I didn't have him in first place last week in the MVP race. The defense in that fourth quarter, where did these guys come from? Because they shut down the Buffalo Bills in every aspect of the game. For as much credit as you and the offense are getting, I think the defense arguably deserves more for all those three and outs. You're on this epic run offensively. Your defense goes out, completely makes adjustments, and they keep flipping it three and out, three and out, three and out. How much credit do they deserve for that epic second half and helping you get back in this game? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I honestly, uh, you know, they they deserve all the credit. Obviously, we have to score some points and help them out, but the, you know, they didn't let them score. You know, <laughs> you know, they gave us a fighting chance. You know, they're the ones that put us in position to go get a win. So uh, they they deserve all the credit. I said that. It's funny. I was just talking about that. I, I said, you know, for as much credit as our offense gets, and uh, you know, as as much blame as some people try to put on our defense, man, they won the game for us yesterday. So uh, you know, I'm glad that we we're able to talk about that because you know, our defense. You really look at it. When we need plays, they make the plays. And so there's no doubt in our locker room uh, that they're a great defense and that we believe in them. All right, walk us through pregame and the decision with the equipment staff and the coaches and yourself, the trainers on the pinky, and how you wanted to stabilize it going into the game. Yeah, you know, I wanted to do the, the safest thing, the most, uh, <clears throat> you know, precautionary thing. But at the same time, I wanted to do, you know, something that was, uh, you know, going to be more natural for me. You know, I didn't really, you know, I, I, I liked putting the glove on last week because of obvious reasons, you know, <laughs> I had to. And, uh, you know, this week was, you know, if I can, you know, kind of deal with it and just kind of, you know, get over, you know, some of the stuff that I just wanted to throw naturally. So uh, they felt good about it. I felt good about it. And, uh, you know, that's just what we went with. So you were happy being in the shotgun more. That helped out not only the finger, but with the game plan. Did it work or hinder you in the game plan initially against Buffalo? Yeah, I, th- I, thought, I thought we were still able to run the ball. I thought our play-action series was still open. And so, uh, you know, I, I love it. You know, obviously I spent my whole, <clears throat> you know, last two years in the shotgun. You know, so, I, you know, I, I was I was back home back there. So, uh, you know, I, I don't mind it at all. Usually you worry about it. You know, is it going to affect the play-action? Is it going to affect the run game? And I don't think it did at all. Tyrod Taylor had nowhere to run, and he certainly had nowhere to hide with two turnovers. <laughs> Once the Raiders got the lead on him, Tyrod Taylor is just not built to come back. One Mac hit his hand. Uh, Nelson got it for an interception. And then the other one, Mac hit, sacked, got the ball again. I'm looking at Defensive Player of the Year right there, folks. Maybe even the MVP for Khalil Mack attack. This team, they play their best when it's time to play their best. And that, that leads me to Khalil Mack, who is just... <laughs> wow. Well, where do you yeah. start with him, Bonte? What, yeah. what he did yesterday? I mean, I mean it's just, you're expecting it every game, yeah, aren't we're you? We're expecting it every game the, the, to hit Tyrod Taylor's hand, to force the interception that Nate, Nate Allen had. Then you go in there and pound it in from 16 yards out. Uh, 
I mean, the guy's a special, special player. Now you're really thinking like, wow, did Houston really pass up Mac for Clowney? Because Clowney didn't even make the trip to Green Bay. Yeah, he Clowney's can't stay on the player. field. He's Clowney's a good, a good player, player, but he can't stay on the field. Yeah. This guy, Khalil Mack, man, I, I mean, whose award is it now? He has to be right now the defensive, defensive player, of the, player of the year. Well, how about, how about MVP? MVP, defensive MVP. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm saying MVP. Overall. MVP. Wow. MVP. Wow. You're getting I don't like know. the black hole, huh? I, I mean, MVP, quarterbacks, huh? it's, it's hard for, a, for a, a defensive player to win this award. Yeah. But the way he's playing, and, you know, he dropped into coverage a lot yesterday. Early in the game, they were buzzing him out. And, you know, Buffalo had the matchups they wanted. They got shady on a linebacker. They didn't care if it was Malcolm or Perry Riley Jr. or Khalil, you know, dropping out. He didn't rush the same volume of his snaps, but – uh, one thing Coach Flores pointed out, and he's exactly right, he gets more powerful as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Where I, I think early in the game, uh, you know, they go at him a little bit. He slanted down on Tyrod Taylor's pull option, retouchdown. He kind of took the cheese. But later in the game, and offensive linemen start to wear down a little bit, and he figures them out, and he's he just starts to take the game over. And it wasn't just the tip ball with Nate's pick. There was a play right before that on a third down when Tyrod was trying to get it out to Nick O'Leary, their tight end, to his right, and Khalil got his arm on that one. So what I love about him is, like Vaughn Miller, he's not necessarily going for the sack. He's going for the ball. Yeah. You want the ball. Mm-hmm. Vaughn Miller doesn't tackle the quarterback. He tackles the football. He will speed bag the ball out of your hands. And Khalil, when they stretch out and they put it right there, and you know, he's rushing from their front side. You know, you, you like yeah. Your premier guy to be from the blind side, but the blind side guy's got to loop that a little bit. Where Khalil is, uh, is perfecting it, he's doing it more with power. Uh, he just hijacked Jordan Mills and pushed him right back into Taylor's lap, and then he got him on the elbow to you know impact the the pass, and the ball fluttered, and they got a punt. And then on the next time, he got the back of the football, which is you know to be able to hit that ball and they could go straight up in the air like a punt. And the defense has got to take that ball, and Nate was all over it. And then at the end of the game, even though they were down a couple of touchdowns, they're starting to get you know deep into Raider territory. He does it again with the strip sack. So uh, he is just taking over again. It'll be hard for him to win the MVP, right. obviously. And I don't want to split votes between the quarterback and the outside linebacker, the rush end. They're both Raiders. We're not going to get into that. But uh, <laughs> he's just – and Coach Flores is right. You know, Derek gets all the fourth-quarter stats, but what, what Khalil is doing – in the fourth quarters of games against Cam and then yesterday against Tyrod Taylor, he knows when it's time to go. Yeah. And he goes when they got to have him go, and he takes the game. There was only one small moment when the Raider Nation was quiet in the third quarter, and that was about it. Because after that, you could hear us probably in San Francisco. It was so crazy loud in the Coliseum. I mean, it was amazingly, crazingly loud. Derek Carr's our guest. What did you sense from the crowd and your teammates once this comeback began? Oh, it, it completely flipped. When the crowd uh, you know, is behind us, when the crowd is rocking, uh, it makes it extremely difficult for uh, you know, opposing uh, you know, offenses. And it, makes it you know, puts a little pressure on the defense, too, you know, on their defense. Because you know, if we hit a big play or we get a big run, you know, our crowd goes crazy. That, 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 you know, that's a little stressful as well. So um, I, I thought our crowd was amazing. And like you said, it was never... It was never dead silent, but you could tell there was a sense of urgency. So they were just waiting and expecting, you know, something good to happen. And, you know, when it did, you know, that I knew that as soon as that, you know, quote-unquote balloon was popped, you know, it was just going to keep going crazy the whole game. 
Well, you'll love this. I'm sitting with the legends during the game, and it was Atkinson, Bolitnikoff, Casper, Willie Brown, and this is developing with the owner. And as this comeback is coming, these great players that you looked up to were roaring on their feet, and the fans below were going crazy. I really think, and we've talked about this, Derek, a bunch this year, you're having all these emotional moments, captain comeback, all your individual achievements, but the fact that you're feeling the energy coming from this fan base and the roar of the crowd, but still locking in. It's interesting for you. You can feel it and sense it, but you got to go out there and make another play to try to win this game late. <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, it definitely takes a <clears throat> you know a lot of focus uh, and those things, and a lot of deep breaths. You know, to make sure that we still you know execute at a high level. But uh, you can definitely feel the energy in the stadium. You know, the our, our fans here in Oakland are amazing. They're they're, they're absolutely amazing. I love them to death. And uh, you know, especially all the people that fly out to our games. You know, there's a you know, I know there's a, a mass of people that fly from L.A. to our games, you know, that are Raider Nation fans. So, like I said, Raider Nation is everywhere. And when, when, when Sundays come uh, in, in the black hole, uh, you know, there's nothing like it. And, and like you said, you, you could feel the energy. You could feel it. And so uh, when, Raider, when Raider Nation is going, I, I told you, man, there's nothing like it. The 12th man was in the house. I know we caused at least two false starts on their team. It was beautiful. The fans were on fire. The other team could not complain about the penalties because they were off. They were even, pretty much. Let's see. The Raiders had uh, seven penalties. Let's see. Yep, seven penalties for 65 yards, and the Bills had eight for 73. Not a bad difference, and they can't cry to the refs. Oh, gosh. Absolutely not. T.J. Carey was amazing. He replaces, of course, Hayden, which is the holding king uh, on our team for sure i'm telling you i've said it before more yards are lost to dj hayden and his holding you know because the guy likes to ride your hips and then at the end he tries to go for the ball and he hasn't been successful ever as long as he's been here <laughs> i think he's had had one good game tj Carey was on fire he played great reggie nelson as well with an interception also amazing play at the end of the game where he just clocked Watkins, knocked him right out of the air, took the ball down. Great, great defensive effort. Jalen Richard was a man possessed, would not be stopped. And, of course, Murray, as the bell cow, kept things rolling. 11 touchdowns so far this year. Been a long time since you've had a running back with 11 TDs, folks. The defense with Irvin and Mack. Um, Keith McGill was in the house, which was another game. Riley, Perry Riley, we needed him on the field as well. I think this defense is starting to get it together with the right players. I am glad Hayden's out. Now, of course, we have a turf toe issue with number 42. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly if he's going to come back. He should come back for this Chiefs game. They're going to shoot him up with something and try to rehab in the next three days. You know, to, without saying too much about this game, let me just say the comeback kids in the NFL are alive and well. You know, we were the sexy pick early in the season, and now that we're starting to win, we're kind of the sexy pick, but it's getting down to the bones now, folks. The Kansas City Chiefs, which are one game behind us but have beat us at home, are the darlings of the NFL now. I can't tell you how upset I am to hear these hammerhead mainstream media. I'm going to go on a rant because I can. 
These idiots, and I'm talking about the boneheads. I'm talking about PFT. I'm talking about all the ESPNs, you know, Berman, all these haters. You know, listen, they're giving us some love now, but just remember, it was just yesterday that they piled on such insults and nasty things about this team. I mean, we lost some games, but they took great delight in sliding our fan base. They made fun of our fans. They made fun of our team. They made fun of our owner. They made fun of everything that is Raiders. Every single contest we've come up with, like Denver, well, I don't know the Raiders. I don't know. I don't know about the Raiders. And now we're coming up against the Chiefs. And these same idiots. I mean, oh, my gosh. On first take, it's all about the love of the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a great team. The Chiefs are established. Andy Reid is a genius of the league. They beat us one time, so now everybody's hanging on the sack of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that bonehead on first take, what's his name? Steven, I got no brain, Smith. That big mouth, I cannot stand with the $50 word. He is such a turncoat. He is such a fair-weather fan. I, last week, we were golden. This week, we're not that. The Chiefs are the guys. The Chiefs has everything. The Chiefs are because the point spreads three points. Of course, the Chiefs are everything because they're supposed to win the game. Unbelievable, treacherous, two-faced jerks that are reporting on my Oakland Raiders. I am furious that I cannot get even a pass to camp when these hammerheads have no respect for this team. And I'm not going to go on anymore. Great game, Raiders. Fabulous way to win. The crowds at the Coliseum get their dollar worth every game. It's about time we turn this around. Way to go. Complete organization. And, you know, Marquette King with his flag dance was epic. I loved it. You're doing great things, kicking the football and your celebrations. The Pee Wee Herman was off the chain, but you, you, had, you had to go and pick up the yellow hanky and get involved with that. Do you regret picking that up and getting that 15-yarder? No, because, I mean, I felt a certain type of way. Like, I, I got hit the first time, and I got hit again. And it's like, you know what? All right. Well, instead of me getting mad, I'm gonna just find a positive. I'm gonna find a positive out of it. Like I'm, gonna, and I did what I did. Like I don't regret it, but also I didn't know we couldn't pick up the red, the yellow flag. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, I was just having fun. Like it was cool, but I did feel a certain type of way because I got hit back to back. Like, come on, man. Like y'all know y'all can't hit me. Like I'm in the air. I'm vulnerable. Come on, but it is what it is. According to your Instagram, you got snitched out, too. Oh, man. I know. I know. We got to find where the snitch at, man. <laughs> Marquette King with Joe Lowe and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Did you catch a butt-chewing from any of the coaches for that? No, I mean, I got some funny faces, but I know deep down inside it was kind of funny. I know it cost us 15 yards. I don't care. He was having a good time. We were going to beat them regardless. I love that. It was great. It was great. And the Bills are all poo-pooing it on the sideline. The other thing I want to say about this game is I was watching Rex Ryan and Rob Slob Ryan 
meltdown on the other side of the field. They were arguing back and forth when the Raiders turned it around. The <laughs> I wonder how it's going to be for him, Rex, to fire his brother. I can't wait to see that epic drama unfold because Rob the Slob Ryan blows as a defensive coordinator for sure. Way to go, Raiders. You're 10-2, and two, and you're always going to be number one here on the Raider Nation podcast. That is faux show, and that is all I have to say about that. On December 8th, the Oakland Raiders arrive and play at the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> Stadium. It's a nice place, trust me. But they're going to get a big surprise along with all these other hammerhead predictors. I can hardly wait. Let's talk about it. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by three, actually four points at home, which is, you know, it's pretty typical. You know, the, the odds makers are getting afraid to bet against the Raiders these days because, well, we seem to defy the odds in most cases this season for sure. The one thing I can say about the Chiefs in this game, I think they are too full of themselves. I think they are feeling that they're going to win no matter what. And I just don't think that they have the grit to last this game all the way to the end. They are a good team. They are a great team. They're very much like our team with the exception of the quarterback. Our quarterback is a sure gunslinger and not afraid to take chances. Now, we had some problems with them last game at home. It was rainy. It was bad weather. It's going to be bad weather in Kansas City. It's going to be like 15 degrees outside. It's going to be cold. So what? The ball is going to be hard. Everyone's going to have to come and play their A game, which we have had to do every single contest this season. I don't care who it is. We've had to come and bring our A game. The Raiders are 6-0 away. I'm counting Mexico as an away game, too, because that was away. The Raiders travel very well, better than most teams in the league, and I expect them to travel well this weekend. We didn't have very many any injuries that I am aware of. We're going to have a short three days turnaround. We have to travel back east. You know, nothing's easy for us, but that's okay because I have confidence in this team. The Chiefs are thinking they're going to get a win. You can tell that their team is all puffed up on themselves about the Raiders coming to Kansas City. It's Raider week! Really, honestly, you wouldn't even have a week to, to prepare for the Raiders. Now, the Chiefs are banged up as well, and they got some issues. Andy Reid has done well against us. He's done very well. But I expect that this coaching staff, Del Rio and company, will have a different game plan for this team. One thing that they changed in the last game against the Bills is since Derek got his finger hurt, they're running that that gun offense. It's not a it's not a a full shotgun. It is a a half a shotgun. Derek Carr is not sitting quite far as back. He's got the the back behind him. Um and it's a different kind of offense. And we haven't seen it maybe a couple times a season. 
Against the Bills, he did it 16 times. Sawed off shotgun as Latavius Murray behind him. Liddell Alexander again going jumbo with Wolford right. It's a gun run coming left. Big hole, 30, 35. Stiff arm on Graham. A big run there. He had a ball. Finally pushes out Latavius Murray. Here's Derek Carr. Richard to his right. Gun run. Big hole, 30, 25, 20. Breaks a tackle, 15. Put him on the 12-yard line. Jalen Richard, the pocket rocket length. Right through the middle of the Buffalo front for 22 yards. They put Derek in the gun. Alawale gets low as a lead blocker offset right. They give it to Murray. Murray going to hurdle into the end zone. Touchdown! Raiders! Again, Murray lines up behind Derek in a pistol. Alawale to his side. Derek takes the snap. They give it to Murray coming right. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown for Latavius Murray. Yeah, Bill Musgrave on uh, Sunday woke up and got himself a gun, but he decided to whip out the pistol as well <laughs> and whack the Buffalo Bills with it repeatedly. Vontae, uh, I think the big story from yesterday's game a lot of things obviously the way they detonated they came back scored 29 unanswered points and they got rolling but all we talked about last week was how are they going to run the football yep. if Derek Carr cannot get under center so Bill Musgrave the Raider offensive coordinator is a smart guy what he did was because Murray mainly it's for the uh, Tay train not for Jalen Richard and I'll give you all the numbers here but uh Murray likes to run as an eyeback. We, we've talked about it. He does not like to run to the quarterback's side. Uh, Frank Gore had a hard time with that when Kaepernick came in. You know, you're getting a wraparound handoff, the timing of it, the reading of it, the feeling of it. He likes to sit at seven, eight yards, hands on thigh pads, and come downhill right. with a lead blocker, not offset eye, but he likes to do it coming downhill and not get the handoff to his side. It's the way he was raised. So going into the game yesterday, the Raiders – uh, and use, you ready for this? 725 offensive snaps, right? Right. 725. Only twice did they line up in a pistol formation. Now, the, <laughs> the pistol is a sawed-off shotgun. You know what the shotgun is, yeah. right? Quarterbacks behind the center, you know, usually five yards. The, the pistol is where the quarterback is closer to the line. You know, it varies by teams, but, you know, four yards in the back behind him. Chris Alt, uh, Kaepernick's coach in uh, Reno, invented the pistol formation. So the Raiders were towards the bottom of the NFL using the pistol formation. So yesterday, they had to come up with a way to get Murray involved in the running game. Obviously, he's your lead back, but Derek cannot go under center. So how do you do it? You line up in a pistol formation formation and the Raiders yesterday used the pistol again just twice they used it all year out of 725 snaps <laughs> yesterday they used it 19 times and 19 of their 67 snaps were out of the pistol formation and 15 Murray was the back and they threw it three times and then one time Jalen Richard ran out of it so Bill Musgrave just thought this over and unveiled a brand-new formation that the Raiders do not use anymore. I remember Hugh Jackson years ago, it may have been the, f- the first time I've ever seen it in the NFL, 
Jason Campbell was the quarterback and Darren McFadden was the running back, and they lined up in a pistol. And it was like uh, Hugh Jackson did that. The Raiders don't use it twice out of 725 snaps, but yesterday they did it 19 times out of 67, and 16 were for Murray, and they were to accommodate. So you get both worlds. Derek does not have to go under center. He can't. He can't take that top hand, get hit by the snap of the ball from Rodney Hudson. So you put him in a sawed-off shotgun, and then you have Murray line up behind him, and he gets the feel of the eye. Whether you're using Jameis Alawali as a fullback or not, he can use the quarterback like a fullback where he's just taking the handoff from Derek, and he's coming downhill, and the quarterback just replaces the fullback. So I thought it was a brilliant way to get the running game going yesterday and have Murray be comfortable and not force Derek to do something he was not going to do, which was go under center to go into the sawed-off shotgun or the pistol. Yeah, we talked last week, Pop, about the Raiders' running game, and I know they unveiled this pistol. Rumor we had Coleccio Simile on Friday. You know, and they really struggled in the running game. After that Denver game, I think teams freaked out, said, oh, man, we got we to gotta slow this down. That scared the hell out of the league. And then yesterday it was good to just see them, whether it was in a pistol uh, for those 19 snaps, to see the running game start to generate. Look, you talk about Jalen Richard, Pop. Nine carries, 53 yards. He was averaging six a pop, and he looked explosive in the hole. Uh, Latavius Murray pounded it, pounded it, and they ended the game by running the ball. So do you expect, I guess what I'm saying here is, do you expect more pistol coming down the stretch here? Yes. Or is this just a thing well, for Carr until he gets his finger right, his pinky right? Well, I don't, I, I don't know if that pinky finger is ever going to be right. I think it looks a little gnarly. They, they had it taped up yesterday. They also had it splinted. Uh, they did not use a buddy system. They were trying different ways, a glove. And then they were a buddy is when you, you know you wrap it to the finger uh, next to you or yeah. the, the ring finger on his right hand, uh, but then you're you're throwing the ball with three fingers. You know it's one thing to float the pinky, but if you're going to tape that to a, to the uh, adjacent finger, then you've only got three left. So it's hard to dry. I heard he was spinning the ball well in practice with three fingers, but I think he needed that fourth finger. And then the you know the, the fifth. It's going to be a problem. I don't think it, I think at times it affected him throwing the ball. You'd have to ask him now. But to answer your question, I think yes. I think they will use this pistol. I mean, the, the Raiders, two snaps out of 725, that's 0.3% towards the bottom of the league to unleash it 19 times out of 67 yesterday is creative. But then I got into just Derek's numbers in the gun versus under center. Derek, is a, he's a shotgun quarterback. I mean, that's, uh, that's the way he played the last two years at Fresno. He's gotten to be good under center. But as far as throwing the ball, uh, about three-quarters of his dropbacks or even more, 377 of his dropbacks versus 105 under center or out of the shotgun, uh, 20 touchdowns, four INTs out of the shotgun, just four touchdowns from under center and one INT. You know, after maybe the Kansas City game, he'll have a week and a half to heal up before the San Diego game. Maybe uh, he'll be able to go under center and take some snaps. But, uh, boy, they can run the ball well out of the pistol. Derek is so good. In the shotgun, he's so good with the check with Mies up there. Several times he checked from a pass to a yep. run yesterday. He just runs mm-hmm. it all. He's just, he kind of was raised that way the last two years at Fresno State. His first two, he was under center. But I think the key to the game was how to figure out the running game and have Murray involved as your lead guy. And he scored two more rushing touchdowns, Bonte. He scored 11 touchdowns this year, and his forward lean is so impressive to me. I thought he was an upright Right. Runner would mm-hmm. not be a good short yardage goal line runner. I saw him stretch out yesterday, and he's obviously has a sense for the for the goal line. But I, I, I Derek's good in the gun, and if you could do it with a pistol and keep Murray involved, I think they they may have found something here because of that that pinky finger injury to Derek Carr. That's a run and gun offense. It is a different 
formation. And I don't know if the Chiefs can take this. The other thing that we've been doing is kind of a hurry-up, mixed-tempo offense. I think that's been good. You've seen other teams fall start, and I think that's fully because we're snapping a ball at this times, different times of the count. We definitely knew that uh, going into the game, you know, the tempo thing was something that we really liked, something that we wanted to, you know, use and establish in the game uh, at some point. We just didn't know when. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Musgrave did a great job of, uh, you know, re- relaying to me in the headset to push push the tempo on them, get after them, and go after them. And, uh, you know, obviously we were able to do that. You know, we were able to keep them on their, uh, you know, on their heels. I think I got a free completion into Crabtree on one because they weren't even lined up. Uh, it's something that we can use to our advantage. It's something that we have in our toolbox. But, you know, we don't we don't have to use it every time. But when we do, you know, we've been we've been pretty good with it. The Raiders are pissed. The Raiders are upset that we gave that one away at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I truly believe that Del Rio is having this team prepared and ready for action. We can beat the Chiefs. We got a better team. We have a way better offense, and we have a same kind of defense. I think our defensive backs are starting to get it. I'm sure with Perry Riley in the middle, and the way we, we're mixing things up, and without D.J. Hayden in the mix, we're going to have a definite better defense as well against the Chiefs. I'm looking for a tough game. It's going to be no cakewalk, but I truly believe the Oakland Raiders can beat these guys. I am so sick of hearing how great the Chiefs are. There would be no better game in this year that I'd love to see us win than the Chiefs. I would love to shove that ball right down Andy Reid's throat at the end of the game. He is so cocky. He is so up on his team. It's time to put a pin in the balloon. Literally. I look for one of the very best away game teams, which is the Oakland Raiders, to do what they do away from Oakland. And that's win football games. I look for a determined, more focused team than when Kansas City played the last time here. The Raiders are are in business. If they win this game, they control the West totally. We control the AFC West, playoff bound for sure. This is a huge game, but I don't think it's too big for the Oakland Raiders. I look for a victory. I look for a 30-24 to win. Because we're going to put the points up, folks. That I'm telling you right now. And I believe our defense can do their thing. I believe we can stop Alex Smith and company from making anything happen. We must stop him, keep him from his little runs. And the other thing, Andy Reid's little cutesy tootsy, his little trick plays. You know, he got the the, uh, Falcons with a fake punt. I hope we don't fall for that action. Uh, we got a, a and Alex Smith threw over his his body to the other side of the field. That is ninety percent of the time an interception. You know their little gimmicky plays. I love it. Let's bring it, bring it on, Andy Reid, because I think our defense can handle it, and I'm positive our offense will put the pedal to the metal and crush these Chiefs. I hope we do so we can shut up Stephen A. $50 a word Smith. I can't stand that punk, along with these other hammerheads. 
You know, Mike and Mike in the morning are the only guys that are really giving us any credit, believe it or not. But I'm telling you right now, Raider Greg's giving us all the credit. We're going to win in Kansas City. We're going to beat these punks and shut everybody up. I'm so tired of the media. It is killing me. But the Chiefs, man, they're finding ways to win. And this this is the game. We talked about it all last week. We didn't overlook Buffalo, but we looked ahead to this Chiefs game. And it, this is a scary team right now, Pop. They're starting to gel. Uh, this is th- first of all, we got to get a little research going here. I, the fact that uh, the AFC West is so competitive yeah. and so good, uh, I, I can't recall a year where the Raiders, and you know, Chargers are also in the mix, but at least three of them were this good. And the Raiders are ten and two. Kansas City is nine and three. Denver's won this division five straight years, and they won the Super Bowl last yeah. year, and they're eight and four. So we're talking about arguably now with the New England injuries to Gronk and Pittsburgh's had their injuries, that these are the three best teams, at least in the American Football Conference, all in the same division. So I love it, but I would have liked to see Kansas City lose yesterday, and uh, because now you're, you're in a situation where if you lose the game on Thursday, technically Kansas City's going to be in first place in the AFC West yep. because they'll have identical records at 10-3, and three, and the Chiefs will have swept the season series, and I think we know this is going to be a hard game. It's going to be very cold at Arrowhead on Thursday night. This could be the highest-rated Thursday night game the league has had since they've gone to this Thursday night football package. I mean, this is the premier game Yeah, they need football. this. They need this for the ratings on Thursday night, Pop. Well, the ratings be, have been plummeted. Yeah, they, they've been down, but I think uh, we'll see if they start coming up. But this is a great rivalry. I, I, I do love this rivalry. Uh, more than any of the Raiders. Denver's become the new one, obviously, after Shanahan, after Al fired him, and he, you know, he went to the 49ers and won a Super Bowl there as the OC, and he went to Denver as the head coach, and uh, Al was just so upset. And then you know, right. Shanahan just beat him every, not every time, but it just was hard to ever beat him. John Gruden never never was able to beat Denver, and uh, or in Denver. And then, uh, so Denver's been there, and they, they won five straight AFC West with Tebow and then four with Manning and the Super Bowl last year. So they've been, they, they've been the more recent antagonist. But the ancient rival, as I call them, the Hatfields and the McCoys, <laughs> are the Raiders and Chiefs. They do have great respect for each other, going back to Hank Stram and Lenny Dawson and, uh, you know, 65 Toss Power Trap. And yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, Hank Stram did Raider uh, color commentary on preseason games after he was done coaching, That's which funny. is odd. But I'll yeah. admire him. Now, he had a hard time with Lamar Hunt, obviously, and there was an icy relationship with him and a really icy one with Carl Peterson. But I, I love this rivalry. I love Arrowhead Stadium. They, they were all open at the same time. Rich Stadium, now New Era Field in Buffalo, and Giant Stadium all was opened. Uh, Rich was open in 73, and Arrowhead, I think, was 74, and Giant Stadium, 75, right around there. Arrowhead is still a state-of-the-art facility. Yeah, they just they renovated a, it. A lot of money, hundreds of millions of dollars, which yeah. the league paid for a lot of it. But this is going to be a, a humongous, humongous football game now. The challenge is to fly there. Lose two hours. It's about a three-hour flight, 1,500 miles, and then go play in a short week. So it's hard. Now, they, the, the way the league sets this up is they want division games. And, and Kansas City did come out to Oakland. Remember when the Raiders were 0-10 a couple of years ago? Right. They came out on that Thursday night game, and the Raiders yeah. beat them. Oh, yeah, the C.O. Moore game. <laughs> the C.O. Moore-Khalil Mack game, the Monsoon game. Uh, but the, coming west is easier because yeah. you're gaining – 
two hours, but it's hard for them. And, you know, Eric Berry was just uh, diagnosed with the uh, with the cancer right around that time. Uh, so it's going to be a hard week. And it's going to be they're not going to have a day off. They're not going to be able to celebrate what they did yesterday. they got to get right back into it. They have not played Kansas City in a long time. The coaches have been looking at them, obviously, but you don't present it to the players. They haven't played them since October the 16th, the last time they lost a game. So this is going to be a, a monumentally important game because uh, there's a big difference. I know the Raiders haven't made the playoffs in a long, long time, so you probably forgot how this works, but you <laughs> want to make it as a division winner. Uh, you want to have home field. You don't want to play in wild card weekend. You want to have that weekend off. Uh, but, you know, if, so if you lose this game, you're going to have to play on Wild Card Weekend, uh, and then you're going to have to go on the road after that. So it's, it's such, such a big difference whether you win the division or make it as a Wild Card team. And, and this game coming up on Thursday night is going to say a lot about that. In fact, uh, I'm going to do, I think we're going to do the whole show yeah. from Arrowhead. You're going to be here, yeah. and I'm going to be at Arrowhead, and we'll do the entire uh, afternoon delight, Pop and Bonte on Thursday from Arrowhead Stadium because this is going to be the biggest football game the Raiders have played probably going back to the Super Bowl. There was a couple of big ones when Rich got hurt against Kansas City on a Monday nighter when he uh, got hit in the head and a few others. But really, uh, this is later in the year. This is going to be for supremacy in the AFC West. And if the Raiders can win the game, they'll take a two-game lead. So this is going to be a monumentally big football game on Thursday, and we're going to get you ready for it all day long on Thursday. Let's do this, Raiders. Let's beat these Chiefs and go on to take on the Patriot Rats in the AFC Championship game. A rematch, a grudge match that is long coming because that will be the best game in my life for sure. That's what I'm talking about. I don't have all kinds of stats. I'm not going through a bunch of garbage. I just know we can win. Let's do this, Raiders. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. All right. It's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Let's get on the bone line, folks. we got a bunch of callers. Let's get to them right now because, well, <laughs> time is short. I'm going to be out of commission for a few days. i got to get this show out. Uh, Randy is biting at the bit to get it done. Let's do this. All right, our first caller needs no introduction. My very good brother, the Pennsylvania Raider. What's up, my brother? Hey, what's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Uh, This is going to be a different call than uh, I normally do. As a matter of fact, it's not going to involve football at all. Um, I saw on the news that devastating fire in Oakland that I think killed 24 people. Um, just want to make sure that, uh, you're safe over there, uh, Raider Greg. I know you're uh, a firefighter, uh, in that area. I don't know if you were called on the blaze. Uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, you and all your fellow comrades are okay. Uh, you guys are in my thoughts and my prayers and obviously all uh, the people who were affected by the fire are uh, in my thoughts and prayers, too. Uh, I have a great deal of respect for uh, anyone, uh, EMTs, policemen, firefighters. Uh, you guys put your lives on the line every single day um, for everybody. You know, you don't ask questions. You just go in and do your job. I mean, that's uh, unbelievable. I don't think I could do anything like that. Whatever you guys make, you deserve triple your salary, whatever you guys make. And I don't even think that would be enough. So um, just... Uh, 
you know, hope everybody's doing over there. Hope everyone's doing well over there. Everyone's doing okay. You're all in my thoughts and my prayers. Thank you, Raider Greg, for your service uh, as a fireman. And uh, everybody have a Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's more things uh, in life that are more important than uh, football. And uh, this uh, weekend we saw that. So uh, everyone stay safe. Everyone stay safe. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Raider Nation. This is Pennsylvania Raider. Spread the love, man. It's the season. Peace. Wow. You know, I was going to do something at the end of this show about that. But now that I got it, so let me run with it. First of all, I really appreciate Randy, too. Randy's a retired fireman from Berkeley. We, we both firemen from Berkeley, California, which is next door to Oakland. It is a major tragedy any time of the year, especially now when families are gathering for the Christmas season. The firefighters that went to that building were well aware. You could see it in their faces that they knew there were people in there. It is always very tragic for us as well. We don't like those outcomes. We like the other kind of outcomes. And in some situations like this, it's truly unavoidable. You know, my prayers go out, of course, to every member of the family. And, and you know, that is the key. The family members, the ones left behind, uh, those that will never be seen again. It's so traumatic, a tragic loss. And we as firemen, policemen, uh, public servants, we are right there and we see it firsthand. It's brutal. Uh, we don't take it home. <laughs> That's what we classically don't do. Uh, we appreciate, uh, Randy and I appreciate uh, all the props, bro. There's a lot of people out there doing that job. But the people who've, who've been lost, I just have to say that there's only really one place to go for your peace. And you guys know what I'm saying. You know, Jesus Christ is there. What he says about peace to rest in him is real. It's, it's more real than anything that you can touch, feel, smell, taste. It's more real than this external world we're living in right now. And I don't want to go on some huge rant or anything else, but I will say that his peace is there. It's there for you. It's there for free. All you have to do is ask for it. Yeah, man, I appreciate this phone call, and and it's really, really a tragedy. And, um, well, our prayers, too. Raider Nation Podcast. There's all kinds of ways that you can help. Get on the Internet. Get on Facebook. It's everywhere. I'm sure there's donations going out. Raiders gave $35,000 to the cause. The A's gave 30000 The 49ers gave 30000 The... Uh, the Warriors gave $50,000. we are getting it done out here. Uh, but money will not replace loved ones. So the prayers of all people all over that listen to this show are hugely important. Take a minute and ask God to touch those who are certainly hurt by this tragedy. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that very, very much. And our next caller, my very good sister, the Raiderette herself, Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake. She's in the house. I love this gal. What's happening, girlfriend? 
Hi, guys. It's Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake. I'm a little horse from this game. Oh, it was so fun. I was a little scared there for a while, but we've got a car and we've got a Mack truck, so we don't have to worry about anything. I think Derek Carr should just strap on the eye patch and just be done with it. Just be done with it. But anyway, 10 and 2. Keep on winning, baby. I like the eye patch after the game, perhaps, <laughs> and before, but, you know, he doesn't need one during the game because he is absolutely on point with his passes. A couple of them floated this week, but I, I'm putting that up to his finger. It certainly can't feel very good out there. Yeah, if you were there, which I think you were, you know how crazy it was in the house. Trust me, rarely have I heard it louder. Thanks for the call, girlfriend. And our next caller from Connecticut, it's Just Win Johnny. He's in the house. What's up, brother? I love that handle. What is up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Just Win Johnny calling from Connecticut. After this glorious victory, I may sound a little different because of my uh, usual third quarter stroke. My half my face is paralyzed every third quarter, but by any means, they finally put the foot on the throat. 29 unanswered points. 29 unanswered points. They finally did it. This game was so scary in the beginning, but as it went on, you know, the third quarter hump that we have to get over, they just hammered it. Hammered it. Khalil Mack beasted. Amazing. I can't even... I'm so excited. I, I live just outside of giant country and patriot, patriot nation, whatever they want to call themselves. We're the only nation. And I've been hearing it for years, years from these people. And oh, I went, when I was in college, I lived in the heart of patriot country, right outside of um, Massachusetts, the tuck rule game, in a bar loaded with patriot fans. I, I want revenge. Woo! We need to do this. Raider Nation, just when Johnny, out. Yeah, baby. When when the Raiders started to turn the table, and trust me, they turned it completely, and the fans went nuts, and the team went nuts. So did the, the Ryan brothers. They went nuts on each other. <laughs> I kept looking with my binoculars, watching them squabble over this piece of paper. It was classic. I wish I could have got a video of it. It was beautiful, man. What a way to win a game and crush the enemy at the very end. You know, they were all blown out. The whole bench was very, very upset. I love it. I love these victories at home when you can look at the opposing team and see them deflated. I love it. And our next caller is the Spooky Raider. <laughs> I love that handle too, man. The Raider Nation, man. I cannot believe you guys. You are awesome. What's up, brother? The Spooky Raider, representing out of Kentucky, Madisonville. We just watched the Raiders win a tenth game. And I just want to say right now, we're going to the playoffs. Write it down. I don't care what ESPN, NFL Network says. Right now, we got 10 wins. We're going to the playoffs with Carr, Murray, 
Cooper, Mac, Crabtree, Irvin, Joseph, name them. I don't care. Keep naming them. I'm just, I'm just static right now. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I only hope we get to play against the Patriots. You hear that in the background? D-R-B, D-R-G. Oh, man, we just killed the Bills. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so pumped right now. I just want to say go Raiders and just win, baby. Spooky Raider out. Yes, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate that. And there are many, many, many Raider fans that can't wait for that contest with the Patriots. I can't myself. It's been a long time coming. You know, I haven't really thought about it in a long time because we really haven't gotten that close. We're close enough now, and I am sure they're watching just as much as we're watching because the payback is going to be sweet. Trust me. Appreciate that call, brother. And out of Bakersfield, the B-Town Raiders in the house. What's going on, my brother? B-Town Raider here, calling out of Bakersfield, California. Uh, 10-2. Wow, I'm loving it. A couple things I want to say. I won't take this too long, but you know what? I love the team. We play for one another. Uh, Tywan Jones. You know, Michael Rivera, Kowser, the guy we just got off of the practice squad. I mean, these are names that you don't hear too much, but we go in and they go in and they make plays for us. Um, can't say enough about our, our offense. They just, they take what they want. They go down the field, they take what they want. Defense, they bend, but they don't break. Um, Cleo Max a beast. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving the wins, 10-2, and two, six in a row. Wow. Go Raiders. I uh, love the podcast. Uh, can I get a prayer before uh, uh, the beginning of the next podcast like you used to do? I, I look forward to those. Uh, anyways, uh, B-Town Raider, out. First of all, I appreciate the call. And, yeah, you can get a prayer. I'll, I'll put it back in the beginning of the show. You know, I've been trying to find my way through this, and I was kind of putting it at the end. I thought, well, maybe that's the best way to do it. But, hey. Anywhere in the middle of the show, beginning of the show, because let me tell you, my friend, Jesus Christ runs my life, and he took a sinner like me and changed my life, and he does it every single day. I just have to get up and walk with him, and that's what he wants, man. He wants you to turn around, and uh, trust me, you don't have to ask me more than once. I'll take care of that for you next show, brother. I promise. Thank you for the call and the props. And our next caller is in the seat of hatred for the Raiders. This is Raider Ed. He's in New England. I can't wait till we go there. Or they can come to our house, actually. But uh, we're going to play the Patriot Rats one way or another. What is up, my brother? This is Raider Ed calling from New England. Just finished watching the Bills and the Raiders game. Very, very excited about the outcome. I liked it, the fact that our defense didn't wait to the fourth quarter. Granted, it was the third quarter, which is even better. I'm hoping for them to start putting a complete game. I go way back since I was 10 years old as a Raider. I ended up getting a couple of my uh, buddies coming by. They're Patriots fans. They were trying to raid on our parade, but that didn't happen. Then my son stopped by, Raider Isaiah to check out the big victory, six in a row. 
Um, like I was mentioning, I've been seeing, I've been following the Raiders since I was uh, 10 years old. Remember the uh, the Kenny King up the sideline touchdown. Remember the Redskins. Uh, Raid, uh, Super Bowl 15, I did not um, watch, but the other two, I was grateful. So now I want to win one with my son. My son hasn't gotten a a victory yet. He did go to the uh, to the black hole last last year against the Jets. And also, too, Raider uh, Greg, I ended up uh, picking up a couple of books to try to get more history on the Raiders. I'm currently reading uh, Cruising with the Twos, and I picked up the Snake, uh, the snake book, uh, the great Ken Stabler. So excited. I'm looking forward to meeting those Patriots. And uh, New Year, it's our time, baby. And thank you for this podcast, uh, Raider Andy and Raider Greg. Um, without this podcast, you know, I would never get my fix. God bless you all. Go Raiders. Silver and black for life, baby. Thank you, brother. Can you imagine being in a bar in, in New England, in Massachusetts, checking out the Raiders and having all these Patriot bandwagon fans because their bandwagon's been full, so full that they've thrown a couple new wagons in just for the extra bodies. That's not going to be that way forever. And the fact that they were boo-hoo in the Raiders... I love it because I can't wait till we go there and kick their rear end. And your son, as a Raider fan, it's a great time for him to be excited about our team for sure. Another good book, uh, if you guys want to pick it up, it's called The Good Guys. That's another great book. Some awesome pictures. If you can find it anywhere, uh, it's well worth getting because uh, just the photos are epic. I have that one as well. That's a great book. I appreciate the props, bro. We try to bring the Raider Nation some news. I don't know. I know I started this podcast because I was sick of listening to these boneheads talk about our team. And I had to get out there as a fan to be a fan for the fans. Thanks for the props, bro. We'll see you soon. I think we're coming. I love it. Our next caller is Raider Joe Cool. From Whittier, California. I'm familiar with Whittier. I'm down there in, in uh, Pico Rivera. Uh, trust me, I'm, I'm in tune with the Whittier area. <laughs> trust me. What is up, 502? What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Raider Joe Cool 562 from City of Whittier. I'm so happy. I'm so stoked with our Raiders. I remember the days that only I remember the days were good back then when if the Raiders lost and Dallas lost and San Diego lost and it was a good day. But now I don't care about those other teams. It's all about the Raiders. I'm excited. I love Derek Carr, a born leader. Love him, love him, love him. And we're gonna go all the way and it might be, it might even be a Oakland-Dallas Super Bowl. And if it is, ooh, man, I'm just, oh, if that, if, please, please. Jesus, you've been blessing us with the Raiders so far. If you can make that happen, woo! All right, Raider Nation, I'm out. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, I like the, uh, 
the new uh, pot, the new uh, bone line rules. You don't need a cuss to make your uh, your your statement. You just you just gotta show some love. All right, I'm out. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, it would be nice to see the Super Bowl for sure. I don't know who's gonna be there. Could be Dallas. Could be other teams as well. But I know this: we have to play one game at a time. I would love to see us beat. I, to me, honestly. If we play New England and beat them, that would be a very good season for this Raider fan. Although I'd like to see us go to the Super Bowl as well. We got to look at Kansas City. Each game, stacking wins like the coach says. Of course, Derek Carr is the man, and he is truly blessed by God. I am 100% sure that the Lord has his hand in here. The Lord has his hand in that locker room. And I think the character of the Raiders is really a picture of him as a good Christian man leading this team. For sure, brother. Thank you for the props. Let's get this done. Now our next caller hasn't called in in a very long time. One of the original callers. I mean, this guy goes back to our very first shows when uh, we were trying to get it together for sure. Uh, I love it. I love the dedication. The Arkansan Raiders in the house with a familiar hoot at the beginning of his call. What is up, my brother? Hey, man. It's been a really, really long couple of minutes since the last time I called you guys. This is our Kansan Raider. Back from the dead! Hey, I wanted to give you a call. Because um, some things have really been uh, capturing my attention. First thing, the reason why I ain't called in a long time, uh, I uh, jumped into the prison ministry as a missionary, uh, got married, three kids, became a prison chaplain, and now I'm a senior chaplain for one of the prison units. Um, so I've had a lot of time taken up, um, but it's for a good cause. Um, been praying for you and your family problems, and your podcast challenges, man. It's uh, been watching that, you know, checking out uh, the uh, what you said online and all that, and just been really fervently praying for you, man. And I I appreciate the uh, the direction you've taken with the podcast. Make it so that the entire family can listen, and that's a really, really good gig, dude. Thank you for that. Um, make this really short. Just got two Raider things to uh, to talk about. The first thing, okay, that Tay train touchdown at the end of the third quarter. Dude, the form, the hang time, everything, I swear to you, I was looking at Marcus Allen. That's exactly what it looked like. I mean, you go replay the tape and then go back and look at what Marcus Allen did. It seemed like every game he had, he went airborne at some point. That's exactly what Latavius Murray looked like. Uh, number two, biggest competition for NFL MVP right now. Uh, not just on the Raiders, NFL-wide. The biggest competition for NFL MVP right now is Carr versus Mac. They are their own biggest competition. Anyway, lots of love to the Raider Nation. Love you guys. This is our Kansan Raider, and I am out of here. First, welcome back, my brother. Welcome back to the show. I know you've been listening, but what a special, special thing being in prison ministry. 
I mean, that is really a blessing. Um, I can't even say enough how proud I am to even know you as a friend and to have you uh, representing on our podcast. Very, very cool. Very cool. That's one thing. The other thing is, look at this team, bro. And I know you've been watching, and I know you've been seeing, and um, I, it is amazing. It looks like the Kenny Stabler Raiders of the 70s. I mean, that's what you can, that's all I can think of when I see them play. Because for some reason, they just turn it on and boom, we win. It's crazy. So I can't wait to see how things are going to pan out. Uh, one thing for sure is I appreciate the prayers. And obviously, God works and the Lord answers prayers. It might take a little bit of time, but He certainly answers mine. And this is certainly a blessing to us here on the show and the entire Raider Nation. God bless you, brother. Now, I knew this guy was going to call because he is my consistent caller every time we play Kansas City. My very good brother. I love this guy. You know him, Raider Dan from KC. What's up, bro? Raider Greg. Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. You know what happens Thursday night. But I'm going to talk a little bit about this last game. Man, my heart was racing. I, I mean, I don't never panic about none of these games, but this game, man, hey, Bacar, the coaches, Matt, Matt, after last game, he said their car is like Kobe Bryant. Well, if he's like Kobe Bryant, then Mac is Shaquille on this. So we got Shaq and Kobe. We stacking up them rings. But for Thursday night, Raider fans, if you're coming to KC, it's going to be cold. Game time temperature is going to be 20 degrees. Hopefully the wind's not blowing. It's going to snow Wednesday. So it's probably going to be even colder than that. So bungle up. I'm going to be there. I'm bringing my son Raider Gray. I told him last year. He was upset. We lost. We had fun. He said, Dad, we're going to get him next year. Who would have thought? 10 and 2. Man, 10 and 2 sounds good. Sounds sweet. But 11 and 2 sounds even better. Raider Nation, I'm out. Yeah, man. Raider Dan from KC obviously represents him and his son going to the games. Um, they take a lot of heat in Kansas City. I know they do. I've been there. It's a beautiful stadium, but like he said, it's going to be cold. And when the wind blows across the plains, uh, that ain't no joke. He can tell you, too, it'll blow right through your coat. So I told everybody on Facebook, dress warm, be safe, but you're not going to be alone. Raider Dan, his son, at about 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. Raider Nation shows up huge in Kansas City. It's very cool. They're loud. They're proud. And we ain't playing this game. I pray for your son's sake and yours that the Raiders come and handle their business and leave at 11-2. and two. Nice talking to you. I love it. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Ruben from North Carolina. What's happening, my brother? Brady Greg, Brady Randy, Brady Nation, what's up? This is Wolf from North Carolina calling you. 
Tom, after a great victory yesterday over the Buffalo Bills, and I was happy to see I got a lot of family members who are uh, Bills fans, and nothing, nothing brings me more joy than being the Raiders and the Bills every single time, because I'm constantly reminded of the AFC Championship game back in, I think it was 1990, when the Bills beat the Raiders 51-3, but, you know, the Bills went on to lose four Super Bowls in a row, but um, it, it just brings me joy every time the Raiders beat the Bills. Um, I just want to share something with the Raider Nation to give it a chance to. Um, the reason why, I like to share the reason why I'm a Raiders fan. Um, back in 1984, when the Bills beat the Redskins in the Super Bowl, I was living in California. I was a young kid, and um, I remember my dad cheering for the Raiders, and I really wasn't into sports. I didn't, you know, seven years old. I really wasn't really paying much attention to anything except for playing outside and riding my bike and playing with my GI Joes. But um, I saw him cheering for the Raiders. So naturally, you know, just like any young son who looked up to their father, started cheering for the Raiders. And here I am, 30 some years later, and I'm still cheering for the Raiders diehard. Um, Tomorrow marks my father's birthday. He'll be uh, 73. But unfortunately, he, um, I haven't been able to celebrate this season. He uh, passed away about a month ago from a, a stroke during a procedure, um, operation procedure on his heart. So I haven't been able to really enjoy uh, this time, this season with him. But um, I just wanted to share that, Greg, you know, share, share my um reasons for becoming a Raiders fan. I know many of you are were born into the Raider Nation or some of you just um, for whatever reason just became a Raiders fan, but that's my reason for it. You know, watching my dad cheer on the Raiders, um, beat the Redskins in the Super Bowl and seeing how happy he was, I you know, naturally naturally it made me happy. So, you know, no no, it became an epidemic for me and and it's one disease I would never get rid of being a Raiders fan, if you want to call it a disease. But, um, yeah, I'm just I'm excited for the season 10 and 2. The Chiefs are coming up. It's going to be a tough one. You know, they got a really tough defense. I see that they uh, won the game on a two-point conversion interception against the Falcons. It seems like the Raiders aren't getting any kind of help as far as Chiefs and Broncos are concerned. But that's fine, you know. We can't in the hands of other teams. We gotta do go out there and do what we gotta do. So uh, on that note, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. First of all, brother, let me just say this. My deepest console condolences when you lose a parent, it is a very trying time to realize that those that were closest to you, that raised you, that taught you not only what fan to be, but everything about riding a bike to fishing to hunting or whatever. That is such a deep, deep loss. Um, and the fact that you could share the Raiders with your dad through his life, I am sure was a major part of your, your relationship. One of the big things that you guys held together in hostile territory against, I'm sure, a lot of other fans, Bills fans for sure. So my prayers go out to you, 
to ease your pain in your heart. You've become now the man. Your parents, your father has passed on. You now are, you know, the one holding the torch, uh, which is a, a very big responsibility. But don't fret. Your father's in a good place. Uh, and, you know, he wanted the best for you, obviously. And now it's your turn. It's your turn to keep that tradition rolling, bro. So God bless you and your family. It's a very hard time to lose anyone. It always, no matter what time it is, to lose a parent. It's extremely brutal. And our heart goes out to you, bro. Uh, but I hope the Raiders win the Super Bowl this year just for your family. I love it. God bless you, man. And next, from Memphis, Tennessee, we have the Prez in the house. I love it. What's going on, brother? Good Raider Nation, Monday morning from Memphis, Tennessee. This is the Prez sending much love and joy to the Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, can you believe this? My goodness, Christmas is coming too early. What is going on? Am I dreaming? I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. I couldn't even sleep last night. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this the Raiders? They used to always have us just, oh, man, okay, yeah, we might have a little hoorah, hip, hip, hooray game, and then blankety blank, blah, 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 joke, joke, joke. Commentators, commentators, you name it, got their little pen and paper, foot line jokes, and all that kind of monologue stuff. But who cares? But we are witnessing greatness, man. What has happened in Oakland? I mean, wow. This is just unbelievable. And I'm going to work right now. I mean, I'm sitting in the car. I got the biggest wide grin in my world. I'm like a fat 100-pound guy at an all-you-can-eat steak buffet right now. And you know that's a, that's a mighty fine. <laughs> I had to cut myself up. You know that's a fine, good smile there. You should see I'm going to walk in that building, your brother. There's plenty of donkey fans and cowboy fans and because Memphis is a melting pot with all kinds of fans and teams and stuff like that. But I know that normally I'm, you know, kind of cool and calm and laid back. But I'm, in, I'm pumped up. I'm hyped. I'm really believing we got this chance. And if they let Alden Smith in, which I'm not really too much holding my breath in because there's a part of me saying, hey, just maybe next year and stuff, just keep Keep the court going on. Keep the ball uh, rolling. Man, we're lethal, bro. The quarterback still needs some work, yes. I mean, yeah, there's always room for improvement. But overall, you can't deny that the presence of the recognition is here. I'm riding in my car. There's a guy pulls over to me. Man, you know, it scared the hell out of me, you know. But he's, I guess he's on the silver and black. And he's just giving up praises, going in stores, you know, people, you know, giving you, giving you five, hitting you pounds. You go to restaurants and stuff like that, man. You're having sport talk, Raider Nation talk with, you know, people and stuff like that. And then there's the bandwagon. You know what? I know we hate it, but you know what? My mama always told me, and I'm going to make this and wrap it up real sweet. And it is a well-known fact. Everybody loves a runner. They're just the poison that comes with that apple if you bite it. But we know who the real, near and dear, true diehard fans have been with us beneath and beyond. 
Let the Raider Nation rejoice. Let the Raider Nation just say hallelujah for this brand new team. Thank you so much, Randy, for being an inspiration. I, too, have been cleaning up my act. I've been, you know, trying to keep my profanities down. I'm an old Navy sailor and stuff, and I don't think that you guys that's listening to this podcast should be ashamed of yourself. If you're not getting on this wonderful podcast because of some vocabulary, then shame on you. If anything, this is the best time to come on this podcast. Rejoice. Shout it out. You don't have to say bad words and utter it. I mean, I like to throw out a couple of S-bombs and stuff like that, too. But there's no need for that. Back then, there was a need for that. We was all angry. We was pissed off. We was mad. We was upset. But we have something to be happy about now. There's no need for that kind of stuff. I've said a lot. I've said enough. Let me bask in this glory. It is a cold, crisp, autumn, wind, wintry day, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Raider Greg and Raider Renner and Raider Nation, on behalf of Raider Nation of Memphis, Tennessee, the former prayers founder of R-N-O-M. Thank you so much, and have a blessed week. See you, Chief Thursday. Thursday, I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Oh, man, I love the way you laid that out. That was a great call. You know, you all of us, all of us, you in the Bay Area, it's the same way. I had Santa Gay. Give me a go, Raiders. <laughs> that was crazy. I had the guy ringing the bell. Give me a go, Raiders. Uh, it is an epidemic of Raider Nation in the country, especially if you're somewhere where there's not a lot of Raider fans, uh, especially true diehard. You know what I'm saying? It is great to be recognized, uh, even though the press still giving us pain. I don't care. It's all about that. Uh, I love going to work with that smile on my face, everyone giving you props, because they can't do anything but that. And the mainstream media, of course, they're all where they are all the time, always trying to follow the winner, just like the bandwagon. That's what they are, bandwagon fans for sure. So I appreciate the love, brother. I appreciate uh, the, the mentioning of the cussing on the show. You know, it's all about having everybody in the Raider Nation enjoy our funky little podcast. You know, this is homegrown. This is from the Raider Nation to the Raider Nation. I love the phone calls, brother. I love the passion. I can feel it. We all feel it in your voice. Thanks for the calls. Keep them coming, brother. It's been a while, but I love this guy. I love his family. He's got he's great people. Just really solid, good-hearted, great people. Raider Frank is in the house. What is up? Long time, brother. Raider Greg and Randy, how you guys doing today? This is Raider Frank. What a game yesterday. I think the Raiders showed off their true resiliency, you know, the way they played. It got a little down at the end there at the second quarter and the third quarter, but they showed what they're made of. They buckled down. They made some defensive stops. And Carr just took them the rest of the way. You know, not to put anything less on the defense. The defense did what they were supposed to do. It shows you what they can do, you know. But this was a great game. I think leading up to these next four games, you know, we especially Kansas City on Thursday night, we have to win this game in order to break that tiebreaker that they have over us right now. And I think we'll do it. I think they will come out of Arrowhead winning. Anyway, Raider Frank, out.
Yeah, Raider Frank has been around a long time. Raider Shaw, Raider Frank, good people. Man, I can't say it enough. I love this guy. And he's been around for a long time from our show. See him at the Coliseum. He has seen his share of debacles at the Coliseum and away. I feel the same way, bro. I feel the same way that we can go into Kansas City and handle our business. Because I've watched Kansas City on their videos, and they're so giddy. They're like, they're going to win this game. They're sure they're going to win. I love that. Just be sure you're going to win until we leave with the W. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. Give my love to the family, as you should. Uh, it's been a long time. Hopefully, we can hook up in the parking lot one of these days. Faux show. Well, Raider Nation, that will wrap it up for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Let me just say again, I'm, I, I have to send out prayers. Heavenly Father, I just ask you that you bless Derek Carr and his family, our family, the Oakland Raiders, the whole team. Make them have a safe trip traveling to Kansas City. May they have the desire of their heart, which is a victory. I know that in this time, it's it seems like it's it's not a prayer that's worthy of God. But God is a huge God. God is not a, a God in a box. The God of the universe who made the planet and the stars and put everything into place and made each one of us, there's nothing that is too small or too big to ask God. And I think sometimes we, we put him in a box and say, well, I don't want to ask for that, or he doesn't think this is important. Listen, man, the Lord of the universe, the ruler who understands all of our hearts, there is nothing that he doesn't want to hear from us. He wants to hear our prayers and petition. So let's give it on up to him. Amen. I love the Raider Nation. I love you guys. It's so it's such an honor to be um, <laughs> listened to throughout homes across the country, across the world. I can tell you, Randy and I are truly blessed to be in your home, in your car, wherever we are, man. God bless you and your family at this time. For you got to hold on to every day because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So live this day for Christ. You know what I'm saying? I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Oh.